You looking to make the most of your contractors? Well, we're going to show you today how to maximize your gigs. Hi, welcome back to Blunt Force Business. I'm Brian LaFauci. And I'm Patrick Marino. And today we're going to, well, let's start with this. Here's what we're going to do. Here's what happened. Last, Here's what happens. if you watch our last <laughs> podcast, we didn't go back to our podcast on W2 versus gig employee. Go to that. Realize that Patrick decimated me in the debate, <laughs> which leads us to today's podcast, yeah, which well, is now that you've all decided we're going to go with the <laughs> gig Patrick, economy. Patrick con- was right. Contract worker as opposed to the W-2 employee uh, and uh, big corporation. Uh, now we're going to talk about how to maximize that employee. So yeah. we got a really good one today about that. We had a good conversation with our with our business group. Uh, yeah, our bold right? weekly And I call. don't think it's, um, you know, I think it's biased because we have basically solopreneurs. I mean, people who are really, really small, right? And so they're trying to stay lean and mean mm-hmm. and... Many of you might be trying to stay lean and mean, and if you are a bigger company, maybe this is not the podcast for you, or maybe you're just bringing in some contractors versus having them all contractors, but it's not so much that I want it just happen that we met people who have contractors as part of their... Yeah. If you're a larger company, you definitely took my side of the debate, so <laughs> we won. So we're diving into that today, and we're going to give you three blunt force facts on ways that you can maximize these contracts and make sure they're effective. And this is about relationship building as well as just what you put in writing, right? So, but let's start with our blunt force fact number one, which digs into the actual what we put in writing. So blunt force fact number one is you got to spell it out. So spell it out. (laughs) S-P-E-L-L-I-T-O-U-T. Very good. Right. Uh, no, well, actually, the correct answer was I-T. I-T-O-U-T, uh, but whatever. Nice job. Well done. Mm. Well done. Cheers to you. You got to spell it out. So there. what's really important as you're looking at contracts, and this goes back to the global concept here, is, we've talked about this with other things, is finding a way to spend a little more time on things so that they're replicable and they're better. And we talked like the similar concept, I think, to this before we dive into it is we talked a little bit about, um, you know, a problem comes up at work and someone says, hey, I got this problem. And what do you do? You just go and fix it. Well, to me, the real answer there is a problem comes up at work. And what you do is you then spend a little more time. You create a training tool around it. So now that problem is solved, not just for that employee, but going forward, right? So the contract, you know, we want to move forward, right? We decide we want to hire someone. We got this project we want to work on. So we find a contractor and we have a discussion and then we whip something up and and we go. And it's full of holes. And we never know. It's like a business relationship now. And what's the, you don't know what a business relationship is going to feel like until what? Until, until it starts to go wrong. Right. So we want to give you some ideas. And this would and, be one of the <clears throat> arguments for having the employee because you don't have to worry right, about it so much. Right. So in this blunt force fact, we got some three main areas we're going to talk about that we think you need to consider when writing up your contracts. One being protection. Right. So protecting certain things within your company that you might want. And we'll dig into that a little bit. The other being the scope and being really specific on scope, uh, payment payment terms, uh, deliverables in that, and then the other one being 
termination? Like what what can just you know justifies you being able to let that person go? Um, and vice versa, what being able justifies them being able to say, hey, this is out of scope, I'm I'm out, right? So protection, scope, termination. So let's just talk about let's start with scope, because I think that's where everybody starts with we're talking about putting together, spelling out the contract. What are some of the things you think are important? for our listeners when outlining the scope of work. I mean, there has to be, we just said we want to spell out the terms. The scope needs to be specific. Like what are the actual things that are involved here? Like what is the, you know, if it's, um, if it's days and hours, those need to be spelt out. If it's, you talked about deliverables, like what is the actual project? Like whether it's, you know, obviously I'm in the marketing, so it's like completed website. How many pages are the website? Where is the website hosted? You know I mean, like those terms are really important if you're doing a website project, you know? Um, so because, because a website could easily be like, oh, we're going to do a contract. Here's a contract for a website. But mm-hmm. like website means very, you know, like just go to the internet. Like you've been to a million websites. Like each website is very, very different. You know, you go to an e-com website. And that's a certain thing. You go to a website that's just a blog. That's a certain thing. You go to a website where you're going to size up your clubs as a golfer, right? So now you're talking about all sorts of interactivity. It's like that's a website can be very, very many different things. It could also be like four pages or it could be 400 pages. So all that stuff needs to be spelled out because of the expectation is – because I've been in some of these projects, the expectation, you know, like, why is my website so small? Well, it's like it's in the contract. It's a five-page five page website. I mean, that's what's in the contract. If we mm-hmm. want to do more, then we have to change. And usually, like, in my contract, there would be stipulations for more, you know. But that stuff is is important. And that's you could, that can probably be brought to any type of project. Yeah, and this is where it's really important to play devil's advocate with yourself. And I'll do that with you right now, right? So... In theory, you say, okay, well, we're going to drill this down. We're not just going to say website. We're going to say, uh, we're going to say five page website. And all of you would be doing this with your, whatever you're going to look to hire for. But guess what? A page on a website is infinitely long. Right. Uh, so technically, if I was the consumer of this and, and I was the person who was maybe, you know, doing the, we were doing this for someone. Could they not just say, yeah, we'll put it under that. I want to add more under it. Right. I want to add more under that. Mm-hmm. And technically, we're in the scope, right? So spell it out is really going through the exercise of where's the loophole here. Right. And re- being honest with yourself, and it sounds crazy, it really does, but there's a reason why legal disclaimers on large corporations are as long as they are. It's because they've gotten burned. Right. They've gotten burned by that one client who, you know, it's like, well, it says it right there. And in a court of law, you're going to lose right. because it does say it right there. And yep. there's no, you know, and so now you got, do we want to fight it? Do, so and as great. a small business, you don't have the resources right. probably to, to fight it. Right. So it needs to be spelled out. So how do you get there? One, you be honest with yourself and you play those devil advocate games and, and you always go into it thinking, where are the loopholes? What could, how could someone interpret this and extend it beyond what my real thought is and what I'm really looking for, you know, where the really real capacity is. So that's one. The other thing is to use our friend Google or chat GPT and get ideas from there of ways you can eliminate loopholes. You can find, you can find templates for a lot of scenarios, contracts, what are you dealing with? Financial people, whether you're dealing with consultants, whether you're dealing with marketing projects, whatever there are, usually there's a template out there that can help you 
understand, or, you know, again, like ask ChatGPT because ChatGPT has access to all the stuff mm-hmm. that people have done. So you can just say, hey, you know, write out a scope for this. Yep. That, that's very, that can be helpful too. And a fun game to play. And I know we want to hurry up and get the contract started and move. Fun game to play. Get your contract put together and send it to like a friend or a family member. And with this explicit instructions saying, I want you to just quickly outline to me what you think you want, what the client wants with this. And then I want you to find loopholes. How would you burn me on this contract? How, where is it not clear where you could just keep demanding? And so play the game. It's fun. It, are you going to get them all? No, but you might get some low hanging fruit that they didn't think about because now a different person's looking at it from a different angle. They're not, they're not thinking it from your standpoint. They're like reading it in with virgin eyes and, you know, applying their belief system to it. So great way to do it. So scopes one, right? So staying on this topic and moving through it, protection. So there's things in there that we might want to protect, like if we have trademarks or if we're, you know, if we're contracting someone out and they're going to be exposed to maybe, maybe we're contracting someone out to work with one of our clients and they're going to be exposed to client information that needs to be protected in the business brokerage world that I play in, if I, when I bring client, like I will outsource certain things, like um, we'll do videos. You have contractors? I do have contractors and we'll do, <laughs> I'm never happy about it, <laughs> but we'll do videos, right? And I have to, I'm contracting that out. So I'm bringing in a videographer and I, before I do that in that contract, I have to spell out that you are going to be exposed to information that this client does not want released unless somebody is signed an NDA. So don't tell anyone you did it, right? Or don't show this video to anyone because it's not for public dissemination. So, you know, it's protection's the other one. And then the big one is termination, right? Well, I mean, I mean we can talk about protection more. Go I mean, ahead. I think yeah. That's important because like, I know it, like in, um, going back to the website world, this happens a lot to people where, especially the lower, higher, bigger companies, some of these bigger companies with lower cost the website will be theirs mm-hmm. and not yours. So now if you're not happy with it and you you want to move on or whatever it is, you want to end that contract, they might take the website. Yeah. That's a- it belongs to them. So that's why it's important that you protect yourself. Like, and that maybe that's more of a scope thing, but I think it's a protection thing too. I think that that goes with, you know, what happens to us if something goes wrong. Like we all, protect our IP. Like this is my company. This is my domain. You know, you're going to have access to it for now, but like, this is mine. This belongs to the company. You know what I mean? Like, I think those are, those are ways that you have to protect yourself for sure. Absolutely. And obviously the confidentiality stuff, sensitive information, you know, intellectual property, uh, on both. But I think what we didn't talk about is the other is the contractor. You make the contractor feel good about it too, because like for example, if the contractor is say a copywriter or something like that, website designer, graphic designer, whatever it is, the contractor is going to want to use your work in a in some way, especially um, as like a portfolio. Yep, testimonial piece. portfolio. You know what I mean? So like yep. it's important that that's that part of it is spelt out. You know what I mean? Like that 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 the contractor is protected too. It's like the contractor is also exposing all their knowledge and their ability. And it's like, they have to be able to take credit for it and be able to say, I did this. Or maybe you don't, that could be in the contract too, but that needs to be, that's to be spelt out. Yeah. Protects each party in terms of 
you know, their claim to fame with the result of the project. Yeah. You know, the larger scope of this, I had a cousin of mine that was doing some uh, contract work for Disney uh, a little over a decade ago or so and doing a big project with them. And I, you know, he's my cousin. I, you know, I'd ask him about him and he wouldn't tell me anything. He couldn't tell me anything about what he was doing, what he, you know, nothing, literally. Like, um, it was cool because after they got done with the contract, he was like, oh, that was what I was working on. And if you ever been Disney and used the wristbands, that was the contract he'd worked on. Uh-huh. He had he had uh, developed that whole, you know, that wristband thing allows you to pay for things, go through the park. It like, <laughs> it recognizes you when you get on like a tram and it'll yep. wish you happy birthday. If it's your birthday, it does all kind of cool shit. So kind of creepy um, stuff. Very creepy stuff, but yeah, but to the point of protection, that was a big part of that contract with them. Yeah. Disney was very concerned that, that especially like um any payment information, like you know, like if you give access, like if the contractor needs to have access to your CRM, yeah, or your Google Drive or yep. something like yep. that, that needs to be in the yeah. They can't just you know like if if you're protecting that, they can't be like oh you can't just go in there and download yep. that stuff. That's that's our stuff. Yep, absolutely. Awesome. All right. So protection scope. Do you want to talk termination real quick yeah, on this quick. one? Yeah, 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 go quick. Okay. So last part of this one, the blunt force fact <laughs> number one is you got to spell it out. And the last part of that is termination because this is where it can get a little squirrely. Like you're in this contract, you promised a certain amount of money to this company for their deliverable. You're going along. It's not going well. What does that look like? And right. that is where it can get gray and frustrating and scary and who owns the right to what and who's going to turn over what. So the termination piece needs to be spelled out probably the more than anything else. Right. And opinion. it can't be open-ended. It can't no. be like, I mean, it, it is sometimes, but I think it's probably illegal <clears throat> or the contractor's not doing their job. Yeah. Whether the, the contractee, the employer, you know, the, the owner will put in there like, you know, owner can, Sever this contract whenever, for whatever reason. Right. I think that's illegal. I think think there has to be a reason. Like, and part of it could be, like, a deliverable, like, you know, contractor says, you know, I need this within 24 hours. If you don't get it back to them in 24 hours, then you can't hold them accountable for it. Right. You know, something like that. Yeah. I mean, like, reasonable period of time. You can use that language, I think, to a certain extent, because that will be enforceable Mm -hmm. if there's a contract dispute. But, um, that stuff needs to be, yeah, the, 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 what's the out? You know what I mean? Like, within... You know, within, with my contracts, it's usually like, you know, at the conclusion of the contract, the contract renews automatically, and then, you know, you have to renew within 14 days of the next billing right. period. Right, You know what I mean? Like, that yeah. type of stuff that has to be in there, that 14 days. Cause otherwise, yeah. and, and, then, and then when they do try and terminate, like, oh, why do they get billed again? Well, it's like... I re- it's recently just had this happen. I had it happen uh, with a client that we, um, we do quarterly billing on. And when he signed the original contract, which had the in- initial thing built in there, it states right in there, like, this is the fee we're charging, and we do it quarterly, so you'll, you know, it'll go through this date, and you'll get another one. And then when I sent him the invoice, he, he immediately called me up. He's like, why did I get an invoice? Well, because it's quarterly billing, and he... he he was mad, but he was mad at himself. Right. Like, I could tell. He was not, like, he wasn't mad, like, oh, you, you know, you, he was mad that he didn't read it. Right. Well, it's like, like with any service. Yeah. Like, if you sign up for, like, some online service just yeah. for yourself, for your own yeah. entertainment, and you're like, oh, I want to cancel, and it's like, all right, well, you cancel the day late. Right. And you have to, you you have it for the rest yeah. of the month. You're yeah. like, oh, man, if I just, if I just not procrastinated and canceled it yesterday. Yep. yep. Okay. Yeah, the old, uh, the, an old printer that we were using at our sport complex, I went to cancel it. 
and they have a 90-day cancellation time frame. You have to cancel 90 days before you're done. And I was within that window. So what they do is they automatically renew you for 90 at the end of your contract. If you, at the 90, and that was in small printing. Should have read it, didn't right. see it. So I got whacked to another. Is there some 90, responsible contractors like myself who will we'll go, of, we'll walk you through that. Be like, look, yeah. at the end of this, just make sure yeah. you know. Yeah. You know, it's going to automatically renew. Yeah. yeah. And then if you want to get out, you just yeah. you can get out whenever you want now because the yeah. contract's over. Yeah. But you have to give a 14 days notice. Yeah, absolutely. Um, great stuff. All right. So blunt force fact number one, you got to spell it out. Three areas we really want you to consider are scope, protection, termination. Mm-hmm. Got to spell it out. Blunt force fact number two is... I yeah. can't remember. Blunt force fact number one was so long. I got it. You got to blow smoke. You got to blow smoke. That was, my, was one of my favorite ones. We talk a lot. Blood Force Back talks a lot about smoke, ironically, um, in the blunt zone. Like oh, the being in the blunt <laughs> zone. In the blunt zone. <laughs> uh, yeah, you got to blow smoke. What do, what do we mean as you take a sip of coffee? What do we mean by that? I think if you want an effective relationship with your contractor, share how well the contract relationship is going. Share it with your team. You know, let your team know, like, hey, we've got Brian in here. Brian's been looking at this aspect of our business. He's doing a great job really bringing us the value that we feel like we need. And by blowing smoke up his ass, it just makes him feel better, want to serve us. You know, one of the things that you were worried about when we were talking about contract relationships was the fact that you're one of X people that that person's dealing with. So you're yes. kind of fighting for their time. Right. So make them feel like this time is well spent so that they want to do a good job for you. Right. You know, so the best way to do that is blow smoke up their ass. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a mean way of saying it. But but reality is we want to make them feel like they're participating in the success because a lot of time contractors, they're the scope of what we're doing globally is here. Right. We're doing, you know, the company's doing all these things. Contractors playing here. Right. And that's what they are focused on. That's what they see. That's what they care about. And that's about. what they have to be contractually right. because then they become an employee. Right. If you involve them too much in the company and it's outside of the scope of the contract, yeah. then that's a problem legally. So since you don't have that ability to involve them in the rest of the company, the best way is just to share what they've done. Tell them how great it was. You know, Tell everybody how great it was. Give them a positive review. Like, you know, tell them like, "Look, you get a ref- you know refer- referral or like yeah. a testimonial yeah. from me for sure," and that will, I think, solve some of the disconnectedness. Yeah, and letting them see how their work is tying into the global mission and vision, making them feel like, but almost building building kind of a brand ambassador out of them, and letting them see what the bigger picture is, how they play into the bigger picture, the benefit they offer, and that's communication. So, communication. And with the next blunt force fact, we're going to add a little caveat into this. Uh, but communication is key. And it's key in ensuring that they now feel like they're really part of what's going on. Because that is the battle, like we discussed last week, it, it, the battle between W-2 and contract is getting buy-in, getting mission buy-in, and getting them to care about you and being front and center. And so one of the ways to do that is blow smoke. Blow smoke. Tell them that they're doing a good job. Show the, them how. Show them. Here's yes. how you're doing. So you could, Here's how you're contributing to what we're doing, and we really appreciate it. Blowing smoke in the blunt zone. Because I think that, you know, you can. it's really easy with anything you're doing to get disconnected from, especially if you're doing like a task. Yeah. 
Very probably so. like the military as well. Like it's like you're doing this task, you do this task over and over and over again. Or like if you're in manufacturing, right? And you're manufacturing this one piece of it and you're doing that over and over and over again. And you kind of are so focused on that, you lose, you never see how it fits into the bigger picture. Sometimes having that side of the bigger picture improves your work. Absolutely. You the know? military does it a makes great you feel job better of, about it. of feeling like you're part of the, the bigger picture. Like, mm-hmm of connecting every little piece to the tip of the spear, right? So if you say the tip of the spear is the guy flying the, you know, the F-35 on a mission to go drop a bomb or, you know, the infantry guy kicking in a door, that's tip of the spear military-wise. The military as a whole organization does a phenomenal job of tying the guy behind a desk somewhere doing some admin-type task to that. And showing them that this uh, this will matter and affect that, they do a really nice job of that. And they do that through communication and blowing some smoke sometimes. Yeah, blow right? some yeah. smoke, man. Nice. Blunt force back number two. The military is known for blowing smoke up people's ass. <laughs> when you watch like clips, it's usually just yeah. like, oh, man, you're doing a great job. Yeah, Good yeah. job, soldier. The best. You're the best. Usual, yep. <laughs> great. The new military, the 2023. Yes, yeah, right. Woke military. And then blunt force fact number three is one you've heard from us before. And we are reusing this uh, a little bit. And so blunt force fact number three is you got to let it go. You got to let it go. Let it go. We sing that song We don't a lot know the here. words. Brian knows the words. <laughs> don't hold them back any. See, Brian knows the words. I do. I watch it every day. Um, yeah. <coughs> you got to let it go. You have to trust. So, you know, we just talked about communication. And we really like you to kind of leverage communication as a positive reinforcement, as a, hey, you know, when possible, and avoid communication that becomes a micromanage of what you just hired someone to do. Because then the whole goal of the strong contract and making them feel part of the organization is then to get the benefit of having it off your plate. And if you are, if you're not showing that trust, one, that's going to hurt that relationship. But two, you're going to be diving into stuff that you already in your mind said, I want this off my plate. That's why you're hiring someone. And you have to do the work ahead of time, before the contract. You have to make sure that you're hiring the right contractor, right? So it's like, I've done my work, as you said, on the contract itself, but I've done my work in choosing the person because of their particular skill set, because of the success they've had in other areas. And now what really makes a contract different from an employee is control, legal control. Mm-hmm. In a contract, usually you have to just let them do their thing. Right? It's not You're not their boss. Right. You might be in charge of the, of the contract, responsible. They're responsible to you, but they're responsible for their task. And if they get their task right, they have to be able to do that the way that they're able to do it. Right. On the time, uh, as long as it fits within yep. the parameters of the contract. And yep. I think what happens is if you're used to a more an employee relationship the, and you're only having contractors for certain things, you can feel like you don't have control over it. And that mm-hmm. can feel tough. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, what's, you know. What's you know Joe doing over here? He's like the shadowy figure, the contractor. You know, like you know what's going on with that. Now, there's probably updates in the contract. Like we, you know, maybe in the contract is like a weekly update. Here's how the here's how it's going. A check in, and you get this, or you get this report. Here's a report on progress. You know, but like 
you really got to you've got to let that go. You got to let the contractor do their thing because you hired that contractor. Right. Because the contractor knows what the hell he or she is doing. Right. Has had success. And now you just got to let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Trust. Trust a big one. All of this is about building a strong relationship with your gig employee. Building a relationship where they they value your company and what they're doing for you, where they have clear, delineated expectations. So everything is written down. There's little you can argue about because it's all laid out pretty much in black and white and letting them just run with it. The gig economy is the way right now. You can't deny that. Right. It is the way. And as they say in The Mandalorian, this is the way. <laughs> and uh, we're going to run with it. And we got to make sure that we're running with it effectively. And if you're used to a typical employee relationship, sometimes the transition of what are important to create these effective things is difficult. And using these three blunt force facts, I'll get you there. Right. All right, so blunt force fact number one for today that we spent most of our time on, because it was definitely the bigger piece, is you got to spell it out. Spelling and it out is so is so important, though. It is. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a, that's important to the whole, that's how the relationship works, and, it's, and it protects everybody legally. And that's the biggest, like, the biggest caveat to everything, and we talked about this with our group, is these things can get really gray really fast. And we've both been involved, as we talked about last week, and Probably illegal. You definitely illegal. Mine, some <laughs> other, that, some other illegal yeah. contract organizations, right? Contract yes. disputes that were illegal. They were not contractors, right? Right. right? Well, so I told the like, story how yeah, I so was I, in that position where, um, where I was being paid as a contractor, and I clearly was not. Yeah, yeah. and I've I've been paid as a contractor where I'm clearly not too. Yeah, you know. So it's like that's a, that's why the spelling it out is so important. So Absolutely. you have all that out there. And so that if there is a dispute, the company doesn't lose their shirt. You know, like that's, you got to make sure that you're protected. Yeah. And then blunt force fact number two, you got to blow smoke. Blow smoke. Poly positive. Be poly positive. <laughs> Patrick poly positive. And then blunt force fact number three, you got to let it go. Build your trust. Good stuff. Maybe hire good people, let them do their job. That's Which it. is also part of being a good employer. Absolutely. Right? Yep. Do the work ahead of time. Save the headache on the back end. I'm Brian LaFauci. Patrick Marino. Thanks for joining us. Thank you. Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you like what you heard, subscribe to the channel. Leave us a review. Leave us a comment. And if you don't like what you heard, I know who does, your mom. So tell her we said hi.